Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton Thompson. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported more than 3,000 women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. Together, we'll break your past patterns and eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and today what I want to talk about is the reminder that I'm returning to every day to keep me in check, to help me ensure that I'm putting first things first, because it is so easy for me to become distracted by things that are not the priority. And I don't mean distracted as in sitting down to watch a TV show. I mean, using my time on things that I think are urgent, tasks, not fun, not pleasure, tasks that aren't the priority. And sometimes those are big things and sometimes they're small things, but what they aren't are the most important thing. And it's something that I have to pay attention to every day. And I I think it's at the root of overwhelm for me and, and probably for a lot of you guys too, in that when I start giving so much time and energy to these things that feel important, feel urgent, feel like they need to be done, but are not the priority, then I start to feel like there's not enough time and I can't get it all done. And this thing that I'm going to share with you today helps me step back and say, so that's something I want to do, but it's really not important. And it's totally okay if it doesn't get done. And I need to stop putting all of this ridiculous pressure on myself that is becoming the reason that I'm not enjoying my days. Because I've decided that these other things that aren't important are really important. For example, the other day, we don't we don't have much storage in our house. Our house was built in 1707. And uh, they didn't do a lot of closets back then. And they certainly didn't do big closets. And so when you have four kids in less than three years, it's just easy to get all this stuff. And so I felt like there was stuff everywhere. Plus, not to mention the fact that the babies were born before I had time to set up a nursery and we sort of, yeah, it's just been chaotic, right? We had construction projects going on and I had this moment where I was like, I have to get organized. I have to get organized. This is stressing me out. I have to get organized. And I called and I ordered a dumpster and then I'm like, when am I going to find the time to clear out everything that needs to be cleared out and carry things to the dumpster and get everything thrown away. It's not something Chris can do because Chris doesn't know what needs to be thrown away. And I have to be the one to go through the 
the closets we do have and the drawers and the boxes and the all of this crap. So then I'm like, on top of getting up at four, driving to the hospital, spending hours with the girls, driving back, spending time with Roman, getting work done, getting a workout, you know. And I was like, I added this pressure. It is absolutely an option for me to say, it's okay to have stuff in the house. It's okay if it's not Pinterest level organized. It's okay if it's cluttered and I can choose a perspective where that doesn't continue to get under my skin. And in fact, that's probably exactly what I should do because hello, this is a season where things are not going to be put together and organized and neat and clean. So maybe this isn't a problem, but rather it's an opportunity for me to rethink the priority. The priority is not clearing everything out of the house and getting organized. The priority for me right now in the season is my family and my health. Everything else comes after that. So I recognize that I was in this place where instead of hanging out with Roman, instead of getting a workout in, instead of getting my work done, I'm sorting through laundry and making piles to donate and discard and put away. And I created that pressure. And I'm not saying that having a clean, organized home isn't important. It it is, and it's important to me, but it's not the priority. And there are times when all I have bandwidth for is the priority. And having two babies in the NICU that I spend hours a day commuting to, that, you know, organization is not the priority in this season. And honestly, if it becomes such a priority, then since I value my time, over many other things, what I should probably do is pay somebody and I can spend a few hours with them. But that's, you know, a detailed rabbit hole. Let me get back to what is helping me come back to that perspective. Because while it's clear in my head right now, as I tell you, tomorrow when I wake up and feel like the pots and pans should be better organized and I should make the time to go through and donate and organize, I need a reminder. And this is what the reminder is. Now, as I read it to you, it seems like it is primarily about motherhood. And it is. But it is 1,000% applicable whether you have kids or not. So this actually randomly came across my feed on social media, which, you know, hey, I'm not a social media fan, but sometimes it does really great things like this. It's from somebody called Peta Jean. No idea who that is. No idea what this person stands for. So no representation of that. I hate that I even have to put that disclaimer out there before somebody comes at me and says, do you know that one time she posted about blah, blah, blah. Don't know. Don't care. She made a post that is helping me. And I want to share it with you. I want to kind of break it down a little bit. It says, did I even tell you Peta Jean underscore? Anyway, it says, no, mama. It's not him you need to wean. It's everyone and everything else that's on your boob, but shouldn't be. Now, again, a little departure from that because it goes on and I want to get back to it. But yes, I'm pumping and have young kids and whatnot. But that 
is a statement of truth, whether you have kids or not. It's everything and everyone else that's on your agenda or on your mind, but shouldn't be, that needs to be cleared and released so that the things that you say really matter, whether that's your health or it's your business, so that those things can get your time and energy. So don't lose the message because it's about, you know, nursing or children. It says, let your kids have their rightful place as the receivers of your life force. And it makes me think, when I give energy to things that are not the priority, it means I have less energy for the things that are the priority, right? Because we don't have a finite amount of energy and attention and effort and all of these things. And of course, there are things that are not the priority that have to get our time and attention, right? I mean, I didn't mention work in my top two priorities, but you know what? It's how I provide for my family and how I can do things that support my health. So it is a priority too. But then there are all of these other things that I give importance to. And that's not wrong and it's not bad, but it does really demand the awareness that, hey, this will take away from things that are the priority. Is that okay? Is that what you want? Do you have an appropriate balance here? or not, what needs to shift. Let your kids have their place as the rightful receivers of your life force. I was thinking about this because right now, Roman is not sleeping worth crap. I mean, maybe two nights a week, he has a good night of sleep. And then other nights, he might be up all but an hour or two. It's crazy. And I think part of it is everything that's going on with the twins and change and being in Boston and then being back here. I think part of it is just a developmental attachment thing. And part of it is certainly that like we have rocked him to sleep every single night of his life. And, you know, that's coming back to bite us a little bit potentially. And so when I am trying to get him to sleep, which sometimes happens really quickly and then he wakes up later and is up for hours, but sometimes he just puts up a massive fight. And there are absolutely evenings where it gets under my skin. And I start to, in my head, separate myself from the time, like the, the moment I'm in of, of rocking my son. And in my head, I go to... It's, it's 7.30. I want to work out tonight. I want to record a podcast. I want to get to bed at a reasonable hour. And, and it's kind of that feeling where you wake up in the middle of the night and you can't fall back asleep and you watch your alarm clock. And like every minute that goes by, you're thinking, oh, I have to get up in the morning. And, and it just creates this, this tension and this negativity. And in those moments, I'm, Roman's not getting my my energy. Roman's not getting my attention. Roman's just getting my physical self. He's getting one part of me and then I'm giving the rest of me to things that are lesser priorities. So I love that. Your kids are not what is tiring you. Your life is. 
actually left a word out there. It says your kids are not what is most tiring you. Your life is. You know, this can be said of your job, right? Maybe it's not your job that's tiring you. It's your negativity. It's your crappy diet. It's all of these other things. And it's just such a great reminder to me, like, Roman is not what is tiring me. It's the fact that I added in, in this insane season of life, renting a freaking dumpster and trying to get my house organized. Like, I did that. I added that stress. I added that pressure. I added that. And we do this all the time. Instead of stripping down and getting to the basics, we're adding, adding, adding. And it's, and it's crazy. It says, they shouldn't be sleeping through the night. Our lives should be better able to support us so we can rest in the days. It's not them that need training. We need retraining. Our culture needs retraining. We need to be less available to so much that doesn't matter so we can have the energy for what does. Hello. Oh, I got to read that again because there's so much there. They shouldn't be sleeping through the night. Our lives should be better able to support us so we can rest in the days. If you are going through your days like a chicken with your head cut off, stressed and wound tight, that's on you. And I'm saying that as someone who is living through stressful circumstances. So I get it. They are real. It is real what you have going on. But there is so much that you add in, even if you're not crazy like me, freaking ordering a dumpster and trying to organize your house while you have 17 other million things going on. But it could be the thoughts in your head. I was having a conversation with somebody close to me. And this person, I'm, I'm going to be intentionally vague because there's a, there's a chance that they might hear this and I want to be vague. Um, this person was complaining about something that I have heard them complain about many times before. And the situation is very real. But the constant talking about it and rehashing it, and this person is getting worked up as they tell me this, and they've told me this before and they got worked up then, that's added. You created that. Right? That is creating a lot of the stress because here we are having a moment that could be totally free from that, but you brought it in. You brought it up. You decided to put your focus there. And it's, it's an option. Our lives should be better able to support us so we can rest in the days. It's not them that need training. We need retraining. Our culture needs retraining. We need to be less available to so much that doesn't matter so we can have the energy for what does. What do you need to be less available for? I've told a number of people. Mm-hmm. In fact, it was really funny. Uh, Chris and I were texting with a few people and uh, about setting something up and something was, I wasn't even 
text. I was just on the text. I wasn't participating in it. And something was said by somebody that got mis that got misinterpreted. And then there was a series of texts about like trying to clarify and clear up and blah 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 blah. And it was just like in my mind, I, I, unnecessary. I don't have energy for that. I don't care. Like cool, we're good. It's fine. <laughs> you know, like I'm not even paying attention because I'm not making myself available for petty crap. You know, I there's so much that I just let go. I don't engage with. I don't need to hear about the latest political this, that, or celebrity this, that, or even in, in social circles. Like, I'm just not available for it so that I can be available, not just in my time, but more importantly, in my, in my energy, in my demeanor, in the direction of my thoughts, and in the color of my energy for the things that matter most. Then it says, Often, we tolerate immaturity in other adults more than we tolerate it in our own children. Our children have a God-given right to immaturity, and we signed a sacred contract to allow them to innocently have it. I think if you're a parent, this is so clear and so true, like, we not only tolerate immaturity from other adults, we participate in immaturity with other adults. And then we get pissed off when our kids do it and our, and our kids have a right to it. They are immature. They are not developmentally where we are. And it's a problem for them to be immature. But here we will be saying, I had a bad day. I deserve ice cream. Like, come on, we can do better. But what also jumps out at me in this is, we often tolerate immaturity from ourselves most. We can have a pity party, we can have a tantrum, but we don't tolerate it from other people. And sometimes those other people are our kids, but sometimes those other people are other adults. I know for me, I often hold my husband to a higher standard of communication or decency or respect. Like I give myself a pass way more than I give him a pass. Well, that's not cool. That's not cool. So this is not just about kids. It says tantrums, night feeds, neediness, closeness. Our kids are inherently worthy of these. They deserve our boob. And other adult, they deserve our boob. Other adults and artificial matrices do not. And then this next part just speaks to me because, as I said, we're going through a sleepless period with Roman right now. It is natural and holy and right for our babies to need us in the night, for emotions bigger than the Grand Canyon to erupt in our presence. We are their soothers. This is nature in perfection. It's our lives that need to amend to this truth so we don't have to fix our kids. We need to amend our lives so that we are available for these things. Just like we don't need to fix other people, but we need to amend ourselves and our thinking to thrive in the circumstances that surround us to, to be able to give to the priorities we have because we aren't just being cheap with our time and our energy and things that aren't priorities. It says, our babies wanting their mom in the depths of the dark night when they are so new to this world is not the problem. 
Our full, busy lives are the problem. All that separates us from our nature is the problem. Wean the bullshit before weaning the baby. So what's the bullshit that you need to wean? And I would imagine that a lot of it is between your ears. The worry, the complaining, the excuses, the drama. But also there's probably real things in your life like me ordering a damn dumpster. When I don't have time for that right now, quite literally, quite literally. (laughs) It's not like, oh, well, you know, instead of watching TV, I can do this. Nope, literally don't have the time right now. What do you need to wean from your life? What excuses, what patterns of thought, what patterns of behavior? You know, I think a lot about the energy that we steal from our lives when we don't eat well. When we don't take our supplements, when we don't drink enough water, when we don't get enough sleep, like we are robbing things from our lives, energy, time, experiences, because they're not taking care of ourselves. Oh, I could talk about this for a hundred years, but sometimes less is more. I'm going to read it in its entirety. And, uh, Again, this is from Peta Jean, P-E-T-A-J-E-A-N underscore on Instagram. Again, don't know who this person is. Don't know what they stand for. Doesn't matter to me at all because this speaks to me. It says, no, mama, it's not him you need to wean. It's everyone and everything else that's on your boob but shouldn't be. Let your kids have their rightful place as the receivers of your life force. Your kids are not what is most tiring you. Your life is. They shouldn't be sleeping through the night. Our lives should be better able to support us so we can rest in the days. It's not them that need training. We need retraining. Our culture needs retraining. We need to be less available to so much that doesn't matter so we can have the energy for what does. Often we tolerate immaturity in other adults more than we tolerate it in our own children. Our children have a God-given right to immaturity, and we signed a sacred contract to allow them to innocently have it. Tantrums, night feeds, neediness, closeness, our kids are inherently worthy of these. They deserve our boob. Other adults and artificial matrices do not. It's natural and holy and right for our babies to need us in the night, for emotions bigger than the Grand Canyon to erupt in our presence. We are their soothers. This is nature in perfection. It's our lives that need to amend to meet this truth. Our babies wanting their mum in the depths of the dark night when they are so new to this world is not the problem. Our full, busy lives are the problem. All that separates us from our nature is the problem. Wean the bullshit before weaning the baby. And think about what it means to you. Like, what does it make you think of first when you hear this? Your intuition, your gut, tend to be pretty wise. I hope that in some way 
this resonated with you like it resonated with me, but it is something that I'm coming back to again and again and again when I feel the urge to organize my pantry when that is not a priority in my life. Everybody have an amazing day. I'll chat with you soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. For more tools, tips, and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance, and I'll see you next time.